In today's podcast of the Revelation Podcast, I'd like to begin in John, John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I think this is a great passage to begin for this podcast, because so many of us are easily distracted by this time of the year. There are so much things going on, especially materialism. Fortunately, Christmas is no longer about the birth of Jesus, but it's all about commercialism. It's all about materialism. We are the ones that are receiving gifts and not Jesus. Now, there's nothing wrong of gift-giving to others. That is an expression of how much we love them. It's almost no different than Jesus being the greatest gift of all. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. Now, if that verse stopped right there, that would have been bad news for all of us. However, it does not. For after Paul says, For the wages of sin is death, he follows up with a conjunction. But, but the gift of God, that is Christ Jesus, is eternal life. Whomever believes in Jesus will not perish but have eternal life. To see that, we could bounce to another chapter in John. Probably the most famous passage of all. John chapter 3 verse 16. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And then verse 7 goes, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Therefore, Jesus is the greatest gift for all of us because he gives life. Even those that have been born again for a while and can be considered mature spiritual adults can still lose their eyes off Jesus especially, like I said, in this time of year. And what I want to talk about is I want to talk about how we can stay focused on Jesus. Like little children, we must be reminded daily. That's why it's so important for us to get into the Word. The Word is our spiritual food. We need it to grow, to be strong, and so that we will not be deceived by the enemy, Satan. Unfortunately, Satan uses any type of holiday, and not just Halloween, to lead born-again Christians stay astray. A lot of born-again Christians are strong against Halloween. They will not celebrate it, but still, that will not prevent the devil from trying to find other ways to lead born-again believers away from the truth. He can even use Christmas and use materialism to distract them 
and all of a sudden they are filled with worries. Make no mistake about it, a lot of people, including born-again Christians, get really worried around this time of year. They have to make the quota. They are just hoping that they will be making tomorrow. They're hoping that they can satisfy their children and wives with gifts under the tree. They are anxious. They're worried. And so their eyes are off the kingdom. We must be focused on the kingdom. That's why it's so important for a child to know the ways of the Lord. To see that, we'll bounce into Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, the book of Deuteronomy is Moses' last commands to the Israelites. He is about to go into heaven and not into the promised land. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 8, he tells them this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, you bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Before Jesus came, the Israelites had to go to the high priest, and they needed things to remind them that they ought to love the Lord their God with all their heart, might, and soul. They had to write his commandments nearly everywhere. That way, them and their children can walk upright in the Lord. And Joshua says later that those who obey the Lord find true success. Again, in the Old Testament time, the way that they had to remember how to follow God and obey his commandments was by writing on their doorposts and throughout their houses and even had tasslets in their sleeves so that they don't forget the commands of the Lord. Fast forward to the 21st century. We're way past the Old Testament and the way past the New Testament, yet the whole entire Bible truths are still applicable today. And in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, it talks about how we are reminded today. In Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 16. Actually, I began at 15. Verse, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 15 and 16. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us for after saying, this is a covenant that I will make with them. After those days, declares the Lord, I'll put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I'll remember their sins and the lost deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. By the blood of Jesus, it paid for all of our sins. So we no longer have to rely on animal sacrifices like they did in the Old Testament. 
Those who have been born again have the spirit of truth, and the spirit of truth guides them. It writes the law of God on their hearts and in their minds. So they're no longer rely upon physical things and priests to help them remember the word. Now, when a born-again Christian just has been born again, they are babies. So, yes, yeah, you're going to need the pastors. They're going to need teachers to help them develop just like babies need their parents. And they grow in the word. The spirit of truth will guide them in the word. And the word is not just meant for something that we read and forget about. Those that look at the word like that are what, like James says, they are like the man who looks himself in the mirror and completely forgets. To help us remember the word, we have to read it daily. In Romans chapter 12, verses 2, Paul says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. We have to read the word daily. Now, the word is not just something, is not just meant for something that we put in our minds so that we could remember, we should remember what's in the word, but the word does not just stop there. In Matthew chapter 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this about his words. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine, does them, will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. So early on in John chapter 14, talks about if you love Jesus, then you'll keep his commandments. In John chapter 14, verse 15 says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And Jesus did not come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill the law and the prophets. And also in the Sermon on the Mount, he tells us that unless our righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, we too will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Those who've been born again have submitted themselves to abide in the words of Christ. And abiding in the words of Christ is not just for memory's sake, but is also doing the words of Christ. That's why he said that if you do the words of mine, then you'll be compared to a wise man that builds his house upon the rock. In James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So, for us to stay focused on God, we must not only just read his word, but we should be doers of the word. We should apply it to our lives. And I want to close this out with my favorite verse, my go-to verse. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this. 
But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Notice what it says. Seek first the kingdom of God. You know, this part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells the multitude that they should not worry. They should not worry about what to wear, what to eat, or what to drink. They should not even worry about tomorrow. Rather than worrying about those things that you cannot really control, you should focus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and after that, and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. As a born-again believer, God has us. He's a good father that knows how to give us good gifts. We are provided for by the richness of his grace. God does not let his children become homeless. He doesn't let them starve to death. And he is sure that they have plenty. They have an abundance. Now, that doesn't mean you will be a multimillionaire or billionaire. What having an abundance from God means that he's got you full. You're gonna, he's going to keep you full. You know, you have a roof over your head because of God's grace. Your refrigerator is full also because of God's grace. Those are examples that God will provide for you. So instead of focus on what we have or don't have, let us focus on God's kingdom. Let's keep our eyes on God. Keeping your eyes on God and being doers of the word will help you stay focused in all seasons and not just at the end of the year. Amen.